everybody. Welcome into the Cubs Weekly Podcast presented by Wintrust, proud legacy partner of the Chicago Cubs and exclusive home of Cubs Checking. Open online today at Wintrust.com slash Cubs Weekly. Tim Stebbins joining us, Tony Andracki here. We have an emergency podcast. The Cubs have a new manager. It's November, uh, what's today? The 6th, Monday, November 6th. And uh, we did not think that this was going to happen. The Cubs fired David Ross, I guess, or moved on. I don't know what exact language they're using specifically for it, but relieved him of duties. And Craig Council is the new manager. So, Tim, just right off the bat, what is what are your initial impressions on what has been this crazy news cycle just in the last few hours here? Uh, it's shocking. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not, I haven't been around that long in this business. And, you know, like I know there's the Phil Jackson hire for the Bulls, for example, but I don't know if anything compares to this and the Chicago sports landscape in recent memory, honestly. I mean, you're talking about a, a long, long-time division rival who was beloved for with the team he managed and uh, leaving that to come to Chicago. And, and I just don't know what, you know, what, what compares to that. I would also say for, from a Cubs perspective, uh, let's just be honest, it's pretty, this is pretty cutthroat uh, as, a, as a move. And uh, we can get into all of this, what this means, obviously. But it's, it is stunning for sure. That is for sure. Yeah, no, I, I think you used the word beloved there because Craig Council in Milwaukee, he was beloved. I mean, he's essentially a Milwaukee native. Like, he grew up just outside there. You know, he played with the Brewers during his playing career, like, had been there for nine seasons and was a huge part of that team and turning that organization around to be a perennial contender. And then his contract expired October 31st. The Cubs, David Ross was like the heir apparent to Joe Madden. And you talk about big coaching moves like Phil Jackson. Joe Madden didn't come from a division rival. And uh, but he was a huge coaching move when the, when the Cubs decided to get rid of Ricky Renneria with multiple years left on his deal, hired Joe Madden because he came, became available at the right time in 2015. That was huge. But the guy after Madden was Ross. It was like, it was a, I don't know if it's a secret, but it was well known that like he was essentially, Ross was essentially being groomed for this position. It was a lot of people thought of him as the, the heir apparent to Joe Madden. So Joe Madden leaves after the 2019 season, David Ross takes over. Steers the ship, have the, has the Cubs make the playoffs during a COVID season. Um, nobody, you know, one of the things that they really pointed to was nobody tested positive from the intake process on for COVID. You know, they, they were very strict about guidelines and, and working towards a common goal, all that kind of stuff. Four seasons for David Ross, a World Series hero, a guy who in between 2016 and 2020 was in the front office, was a special assistant right alongside Jed and, and Carter Hawkins wasn't there yet, but like a lot of these people in the front office he worked with, you know, a, a beloved figure, uh, like the most popular backup catcher in surely <laughs> in the Cubs franchise history, but in maybe any franchise history, like it is a crazy, crazy move, you know, to, to do this. A, a guy who has a nickname, Grandpa Rossi, like so there's so much affection from Cubs fans and from, you know, people across the street in that building for him. But as you said, cut, cutthroat, like this is a business and, the Cubs, we'll hear more from Jed Hoyer in the coming days, but just why they made this move, I think it seems pretty clear. Craig Council is one of the best managers in baseball, maybe the best manager. Cubs really felt like that's what they needed. You know, he became available. Bam, they went on and got him. Yeah, I think if we talk about, like, the word beloved, like, it goes two ways. Like, um, if you any, – anytime I was in Milwaukee a, a fair amount in the 2023 season doing coverage up there and – the Brewers would do their starting lineups on the video board before games, and I think the loudest cheers were more often than not for Craig Council, and that just speaks to uh, his impact and his, his place in that community. And I think of two things here. I think of the conversation that 
Jed in the front office had to have with Ross to inform yeah. him of this. But I also think you think about the conversation that council had to go and have with the Brewers organization. It's all around, like, I just think of those two parallels. Uh, and probably, and let's just be honest, like the difficulty of that for, for all parties. But um, from, from a Cubs perspective, I think it's, you know, David, like you don't want to discount David Ross's impact, but I don't, I don't know if this move is made unless someone, someone of council's caliber is available. And, you know, the circumstances certainly change when, when that happens and, and he's a free agent uh, as of, you know, November 1st. Yeah, and I, I think that is an important point. I, I, the Cubs weren't looking to get rid of David Ross. Like, that wasn't a move. Tom Ricketts said he's our guy. In Milwaukee, ironically, you know, the last series of the, of the season, he specifically said he is our guy. He is our manager and our leader. Jed Hoyer gave him multiple votes of confidence, including at his end-of-season press conference. Now here we are a month later, and David Ross is gone. But that doesn't mean the Cubs were looking for reasons. Like, it was just a matter of a, um, you know, maybe generational talent or at least a, a very possibly, you know, elite manager becoming available. And that's all it was. Like, it was dictated by that. And you said his contract expired at the end of October. So to give you a little, you know, quote-unquote inside baseball of how this goes down, Craig Council was, you know, was still the Brewers manager through the end of October. November 1st, he was free to talk to other teams. He had already talked with, I think it was, what, Cleveland and the Mets, right? And a lot of people, even before his, his contract was up, a lot of people thought that he was going to be leaving Milwaukee, going to be joining the Mets. They had fired Buck Showalter, possibly or maybe probably because they thought Council was going to be available. Buck Showalter himself is a very, very good, you know, almost legendary status manager. David Stearns is the new president there. That's true, yeah. You know, and they work together, obviously, in Milwaukee. Stearns was the GM and, and president of the Brewers. So, um, yeah, so, you know, that was all happening. And then Monday, like just afternoon, Ken Rosenthal, the athletic, tweeted, there's a mystery team in the works for, for Craig Council. It's not the Mets. And then, bam, all of a sudden, like 10, 15 minutes later, it's like the Cubs are here. And I, I to, to tell you, like, how stunned I was, too, and you use that word at the start, but, like, I I thought there's no way. And, and Chris Emma, who's been on this podcast before, he texted me right away when he saw that. He's like, do you think the Cubs are in play? the first Rosenthal tweet. And I was like, no shot. Like, I don't think they're going to do that to, as we talked about, a guy who, who has the status and, and reputation that Ross has in this organization. I was like, I don't know. I, I just don't see that. Like, that doesn't look, you know, I, it, it's a tough look in some regards because of that. But also, like, I just feel like that's not the move that they're going to make. But obviously, I was way wrong here. And, like, the Cubs, I, we'll, again, we'll hear from Jed, but I guarantee that what he's going to say is something along the lines of, like, when you have somebody like Council available – doesn't really matter if you feel like you can go get it and they they give him a record-setting contract reported uh what eight million dollars a year five years 40 million dollars so it's like this is this is crazy absolutely like i was not expecting this i thought david ross 100 was going to be the manager in 24 there's another there's an option in his contract for 2025 like it's just very surprising how this all went down and in the, in the process you know kind of weakens the brewers too well, that's a big thing for sure. It's like it's addition by subtraction uh, in a big sense for the Cubs. I mean, I, I definitely do feel for David Ross, though, because um, obviously this is a blindsiding move for him. And if you look at his tenure here and kind of each season, you talked about 2020, and we know how difficult that was for everybody in, in, in baseball, obviously, and as a first-year manager. Um, 2021, they were first-place team until a bad losing streak. They trade beloved players, together yeah. is that word, and, and – uh, all-star ca- t- caliber talent 2022 his bullpen gets traded away uh, so this year was really that first year where 
um, all year long. Like, it was the first year they were competing in September since you know 2019, and yeah. uh, obviously they came up short of the postseason, but. David Ross also got them from 10 games under 500 to being in that position until they, they uh, had a late season fade. So And honestly, I mean, so like you said before, that late season fade, like September 8th, they had that, what, 92% chance of making the playoffs. Ross was in the conversation for possibly winning manager of the year. Like there were people talking about that legitimately so because he had brought them, as you said, from 10, 10 under to the brink of, of a playoff spot. Obviously, they ended up falling one game short, but he was in the conversation as manager of the year, at least going to be getting votes, maybe a second or third place finish. And then now, two months later, here we are. Yeah, I mean, I think that speaks to him as a manager. I mean, none of those players said bad things about him, and that's not yeah. an accident because the way he kept that team together and, and that run that he guided them to, and obviously there's circumstances at the end, you know, your bullpens, um, losing guys and, and your your guys are maybe I don't know, it's just a fate, right? Let's just yeah, call it what it was. Fade, yeah. But uh I think it was it was a good year, but like we're saying, things change fast and it's a business at the end of the day and Craig Council pops up and all the uh pedigree he has and I think that the Cubs they had to they had to look into this at the least, I guess, like any team should have realistically. Yeah, and we talk about manager of the year. I mean, you were mentioning even before we got on this pod, like, is this the year that Craig Council wins manager of the year? I think he has a really strong case. The Brewers only ended up playing two games more than the Cubs this season, but they won the division. They've been probably, the, I would say, the class of the National League Central, at least through most, if not all, of Council's tenure because he consistently has them playing so well in one-run games, in close games. Consistently, you would look at the roster on paper and think the Cardinals have a better roster, the Cubs have a better roster, and yet there's the Brewers at the end of the year on top. And I think Council is a huge reason why that has happened and his ability to manage a bullpen consistently with, with you know, sometimes with um, a bunch of no-names players. Like this year, there were a bunch of guys that most people had never heard of or had not had success anywhere else. And then Brandon Woodruff is out for much of the year, like, Corbin Burns had a decent season, but not an NL Cy Young caliber season. And yet he had the Brewers coasting the last couple of months of the season even really. So like, it's it's very impressive the job that Council has done. As we said, I think it was impressive what Ross did this past year too, what he, what he did during his four years, you know, and, and you know, with the Cubs, but like definitely a very, very shocking move. But Tim, give us a little scouting report too on Council. So you, with your work at MLB.com, you covered the Brewers often this year. You covered Council specifically. Give us a little insight onto how he is as a manager and what Cubs fans should be expecting from him. Well, Tony, I don't know if you didn't know this, but I'm, I'm certainly no genius. Um, <laughs> I but, did not know that. No. Yes, but I, I, I'm just going to – that's a joke, obviously. But <laughs> yeah. I think one thing is – I don't think I'm that this baseball guru any, by any means, but I think in our business as journalists, like our job is to seek information and learn, right? And I think any time I would cover the Brewers and sit in one of those Cray Council scrums, like – I felt smarter. Like you go in with your notions and, oh, I'm going to ask a question. And it's not like you have a, a, a bias or a, an angle you're like pushing for, but it, like you go in there and you're asking because you want to learn. And Craig Council certainly is a very smart man and like as a baseball man. And you're, you go in there and you're learning every day, I think, as, as a media perspective. But um, let's just talk about this year. Like I think doing more with less. Like their opening day rotation was Burns, Woodruff, Lauer, Peralta, Miley. Wade Miley missed time this year. Brandon Woodruff missed a lot of time this year. Eric Lauer missed a lot of time. Aaron Ashby is another highly regarded pitcher there. Missed a chunk, I think, the entire season. Um, and they did what they did. I mean, it's just it's just unbelievable. Like, I think back to 2017 when 
Cubs are coming off the their World Series title, and they took the Cubs. The Brewers did down to the wire for the NL Central race, and ever since then, you talk about kind of the class of the division. The Brewers made the playoffs 18, 19, 20, 21, and 2023. The only year they didn't was they came at game shy in 2022 uh, after, like, Josh Hader gets traded. So I think he's just someone who connects well with players. He's a former player, obviously, who had a long career. He, he does more with less for a team that's – uh, smaller market and they're doing what they're doing there and and it's just from you, you you see what he does there and you think about the possibilities for a team that's in the number three market in, in the Chicago Cubs and what the possibilities could be yeah I think that's going to be very very interesting to see that to see him make the leap so to speak from from a smaller market like you said Milwaukee to the Cubs and the Cubs offering him as we said a reported record-setting contract speaks as well to one you know how badly they wanted him uh, especially with Ross, you know, they still have to pay out the remainder of his contract, but like what they believe in or why they believe in council and they believe that council has an impact. And I think that's always a really interesting debate that is about as old as time, I would say, in baseball is what kind of impact does a manager have? And we haven't found a way to quantify this yet. There's no war for manager. There's no OPS or ERA for manager and, and how they're able to help a team on the field or to lift them up and like we said council you can just point to the fact that uh, you know all the projection systems and and you know experts thinking critically would look at the brewers roster and say like i don't think they're going to be a division contender or they're going to make it to the nlcs or any of these things even make it to the playoffs and yet council consistently had them there i think that's big um the fact that he was the most highly sought after manager this offseason even before his contract was expired uh and teams like the mets were firing managers potentially to to add him I think was was very interesting and speaks to it too. But this this shows, I think, the aggressiveness of the Cubs is that they do believe that the manager matters. Again, I don't think that they were going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, we couldn't win with David Ross. I think that it was just simply a matter, matter of, like, maybe the best manager in baseball is available. And we know, we've just seen recently how much managers matter. Like, Bruce Bochy came out of retirement, managed the Rangers, turned them around. And then this was his first season, right? First season in Texas, they win the World Series. Like, that's a crazy impact. Dusty Baker came out of pseudo retirement to manage the Astros, gets them to a World Series, you know, his first World Series too. But like we've seen just in the last couple of years how important managers are, how much of an impact they make. And to your point, now council gets to to level up from the Brewers in a smaller market to a team that clearly is willing to spend. And they just went on and proved it by giving him that big deal. Yeah, and I think like we're talking about quantifying managers like obviously one run games in baseball there's a lot of luck involved in that but I think if you look at the last few years with the Brewers like it's more than luck clearly like 2022 they were 28 and 23 in one run games and in uh, let me pull it up 2023 the record was even better I think it was 29 and 18 right so there's that's no accident I mean that's that's year over year like it's not just one year okay you have some luck and the next year it comes back to earth like it's something that we've seen over time with him and and uh you know, like we're talking about the bullpens that they have and his ability to manage that and with the guys who maybe you haven't heard so much about. It's just um, I think that a lot of that matters. And and like we're talking about now, what does it mean when maybe you get different resources and whatnot in Chicago? Yeah, and I think the ripple effects of this are something that we're going to be discussing on this podcast that we're going to be talking about in articles. Uh, Talk Radio is going to be talking about it on our Cubs 360 shows for months really throughout the entire offseason then even going into next year this move shook up the baseball world but it shook up the Cubs organization and and we were even talking before this pod Tim is what does the rest of the coaching staff look like now because the Cubs 
were already, you know, having to replace, uh, who is it, bullpen coach, and then Craig Driver also left. So, you know, to, to be adding, um, making some changes in the coaching staff already, now your manager has, has been changed. So it's like, what does the rest of the coaching staff look like? Does he bring in his own bench coach? Andy Green has already been out there interviewing for, for managerial openings. Like, does Green get another job? Um, and they, he, you know, Council brings in his own bench coach. Does he bring in his own anybody? You know, Joe Madden right out, right away. He essentially kept the staff the same, and he brought in Davey Martinez, his buddy. Um, you know, a guy that was his bench coach in Tampa Bay. So he brought him over right away to Chicago. Like we could see something like that. That maybe they shake up the entire coaching staff from this point because Council obviously is now like the head dog on that coaching staff. Like he is the guy that again they paid are paying him as much. They're, they they wanted him so badly that they would get rid of somebody that they love and respect in David Ross for counsel, cutthroat business, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, nobody else on the coaching staff, I guess, is safe. Maybe they don't shake it up a lot, but like, there's a lot of questions and I don't have all those answers right now of like, what's going to happen to the rest of this coaching staff? Yeah, it's kind of a two-way street too, where um, maybe, maybe potentially if we're speculating like people that came in with Ross, like what do they think and if they were asked to come back, you know, maybe would they want to consider other options? You never know. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting for sure because, like, I'll talk – I'll just drop a couple names. Like, Tommy Hadovy is very highly regarded in Chicago and, and has been the pitching coach since uh, 2019 and been in the organization since the 2015 season. Um, if I think about it from the Craig Council perspective, his bench coach was Pat Murphy in Milwaukee, his head coach in college at Notre Dame. So we talk about Andy Green. He's been interviewing for jobs, but – Pat Murphy, if he were to want to come here, if we're talking, if we want to speculate and look far ahead, like that's someone who's a close dynamic with Council. So I think that's, you know, this is the clearly the, the headline on this is Craig Council, but now uh, don't discount the fallout with the coaching staff. And, and I'll, I'll throw in this too, like the hitting coach has been such a revolving door here and they found some stability in Chicago with Dustin Kelly and uh, Johnny Washington, right? Like, what do you do there? It's, it's going to be really interesting, I think, in the coming weeks now. No, it will be for sure. And I think just the, this coaching carousel that suddenly is, is out there, you know, like the NFL head coaching carousel always seems to be really interesting. But that happens like right after the season ends. And with the way playoffs, you know, are have gone and the World Series has only been over for a few days. And I think a lot of people, like me personally, I was like, oh, Council will probably go to New York and somebody will go to Cleveland and that's that. And I just, it, this was not on my radar at all. That This, this would be where we were at 4.15 here on, on Monday the 6th, like we said, right before GM meetings are about to start and before the offseason kicks off in earnest. Um, but I just think it's really fascinating. And on our Cubs 360 show, just recapping all of this stuff, we had a former manager, Joe Girardi, on, and he talked with Cole Wright and the rest of the panel just about what it's like and Joe's been in this spot right he's been fired three times or let go of his managerial position three times and I thought it was really fascinating to hear his perspective just about what it, what it would be like to, you know to be from Ross's perspective or to be Council's uh, perspective as well so let's hear a little bit from Joe Girardi talk about all this. Joe when you first heard the news on Monday what was your initial reaction? Shocked I mean none of us had heard any news that he had even interviewed for the job I knew he interviewed for Cleveland and the Mets, and it, when I saw that that he was not going to the Mets, I figured he was going back to Milwaukee, but surprise, surprise. Now, did you see any of this coming? Because a lot of people league-wide, everyone, it seemed as if they had him pegged as going to the Mets or maybe San Diego. A, a lot of people scratching their heads after this one. No, I didn't see it coming at all because 
you know, they had the end of the year press conference and people were happy with David Ross, but I think a situation came up where they felt they could, you know, make a change. And they probably in October, early October, didn't think they could get him. Um, but obviously uh, that changed and Craig Council's the new manager. Joe, what do you say? Free agent season, it's absolutely wide open. What kind of message does this send all around Major League Baseball from the Chicago Cubs? Well, I think the Cubs are going for it. I, I think, you know, you bring in a manager that's won at the highest level. He's won the division three out of the last six years, had his team in the playoffs a number of times over the last six years, I think five. And I think it just says that they're going for it. I mean, they they added a lot of free agents this year. They were able to clear up some money um, because of some of the things that happened. You know, Stroman won, not, uh, you know, taking the options. So the Cubs have money to spend. They went out and got a manager that's, used to winning, so I think they're going for it. Uh, Joe, having sat in that seat yourself, um, what's your take on, on Craig Council as a manager? How well do you know him? I, I know him fairly well. Um, I think he's done a really good job. Uh, when you look at his teams, they've been, they've been built around pitching and defense. And a lot of times offensively, his teams in Milwaukee were a little bit challenged, uh, but he found a way to win the division even though he had to go through that. Uh, it's not a team that necessarily um, was a great run scoring offense this year. Um, and it probably caught up to him in the playoffs, but he's had really, really good pitching. He knows how to use his bullpen. He knows how to, to keep guys healthy in that bullpen and, and a lot of things that he does. And I think he's been a pretty darn good manager. Yeah, obviously a great track record of, of success. Um, just give me a sense of, you know, you've been in that position before. You've been hired. You've been fired. I mean, what are the mechanics? Of, what's, what's that conversation like when, when Jed flies down to meet with Rossi? I mean, obviously, once Rossi gets a phone call from Jed, says, I'm coming down to see you, he's probably anticipating it's not going to be really good news. Yeah. That day that you get a call and it's an unexpected call that someone's coming to see you or they want you to come in, that's a really tough day. And I imagine David Ross is going through a ton of emotions. Um, and I, and I think a lot of times what people don't understand is how it affects your family or how it affects your kids because, you know, your kids got to go to school the next day. You know, your daddy's been fired. I, I know my kids went through some, some bullying and some things that they went through, but it's really tough. Um, and I feel for David Ross. Um, you know, I've, I've been on that end three times and it's no fun and it never gets any easier and it takes time to recover from that. Um, but I think he'll manage again. He'll land on his feet and, you know, this is just, you know, Don Zimmer told me a long time ago um, that you, you get hired to get fired. And when I told him, when I called him the first time I was going to be fired, he said, welcome to the club, pal. I thought I was going to get some really words of wisdom, but those were his words. Welcome to the club, pal. So it happens. David Ross will land on his feet and I'm pulling for him. Joe, I'm curious when you get a new job, what is the first thing as a manager, a new manager, that you have to do to now take over this new club and manage all these different new personalities? Well, I think there's there's two things that you have to try to do right away. You have to try to put a staff together, number one. And number two, you want to try to connect it with as many players as possible right from the beginning so those relationships start to build. And then, you know, there's other little things that you have to do. He'll have his press conference and He'll probably have to find a place to live, but that can be secondary that finding a place to live because there's a lot of different things you can do for the short term. But I always thought the most important thing was to put the, put your coaching staff together and to touch base with all the players if you can. 
Joe, when it comes to the deal, five years of $40 million, uh, do you think that Craig Council is going to be able to do a whole lot more with some of the maybe the resources that are available to him here in Chicago as opposed to Milwaukee? Because he has the most wins in Milwaukee Brewers history. Yeah, you would expect that he's going to have more resources here. And that doesn't always mean that you have a better club. And we can look at the highest payrolls this year, and those were not the clubs that necessarily won. Um, some of them didn't even make the playoffs. It comes down to working as a unit, uh, making sure that the players that you sign as free agents are players that fit into the system and that perform at a high level. The young kids that you bring up, that you get them up to speed as quickly as possible. And he's had to deal with more youth than he has high-priced free agents coming in. So he's used to that part. But the Cubs have money to spend. And I think the Cubs are sending a signal that, hey, we're trying to win. All right, welcome back into the Cubs Weekly Podcast. There was a great perspective from Joe Girardi and Tim Stebbins here with Tony Andraki. We'll close things out here. But I think one of the really interesting things, um, we talked about the money for Council, as we said, reported $40 million. He made $22 million as a player total. So, like, this is going to be almost double that, uh, which is pretty crazy. And, and as we were talking about, too, like some of the payrolls that he was working with, the last three divisions that he won, the NL Central, 20th in payroll the Brewers were in 2023 in baseball, 21st in 2021, and 26th in 2018. And yet there was council taking them, you know, atop the division and deep into playoff runs, you know, in some of those years. Uh, since 2018, his first playoff appearance of the Brewers, the Brewers have the sixth best record in baseball, a 559 winning percentage, and the sixth best team ERA. So it goes back to what we talked about, a council running a pitching staff. He He's always been able to to get the most out of these teams. And it does help when you have guys like Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff, but those guys weren't elite pitchers for that entire time from 2018 on. So um, I, I think it's definitely a testament to Council as well. I don't think it's a coincidence that a guy who was the player and caliber of player that he was is able to, to have this type of uh, impact as a manager as well. You know, he learned a lot throughout his player. He was kind of a role player, maybe a fringe guy at times, but turned that into a really, really nice post-playing career, a playing career first, and then a post-playing career here for himself. But Tim, like, what do you think this means for the Cubs in general? And like, you know, as we talk about, like, maybe weakening, probably weakening the Brewers, maybe quite a bit, but like also, what does this say for the Cubs potentially this offseason or going into 2024 here? Well, the Brewers were already kind of in a unique position because a lot of their core members are nearing the end of their service control. Like Willie Adamas had shortstop, Burns, Woodruff, like I believe they Woodruff's going to be hurt all year, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think 24 is, if I'm not speaking out of turn, all three, that's their last year of club control. So there's, right. there's already kind of a talk, you know, in the 2023, if this, if that was the last year where this that core could kind of make a run and and obviously unfortunately up there obviously it lasted two games but um you're talking about what this means in addition by subtraction well from a Cubs perspective on top of that I mean I, I just think it means they're open for business like yep. I think 2023 was already a year that you know if a lot of things went right going into the year you thought they could be in contention and that's what came to came to fruition but I think going into 2023 you looked at 2024 as that year really where it's like, okay, this is, they'll take a step forward and contend. Now you had Craig Council to the mix? Well, uh, I think that's certainly true, and that makes me wonder now, you know, free agency is opening, the trade market, like, what can they do here? And, and I wonder what impact Council can have getting him on board. Maybe that's no coincidence either, right, when free agency is open, um, as, a, as big the targets you have out there, like, hey, we have this guy as our manager now. The timing of it seems to be not be an accident to me, but... 
I think the Cubs are, are certainly open for business and, and as they look to take a step forward here. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, I think the Cubs were in win-down mode if David Ross was still their manager. They are absolutely in win-down mode before. And as we said, you know, you can follow the money. The fact that they're still paying Ross and now paying Craig Council, uh, I think that's huge. But, like, this is an aggressive win-now mood. This move, they feel like this is maybe the move that will take them over the hump. Or, again, we talked about if, if they feel, and, again, we'll hear from Jed, but, like, I can venture to say that Jed feels that he is, Council is the best manager in the game or one of them. They feel like that will really help set the culture forward. And there, there was already a great culture in 2023. A lot of people talked about it, and David Ross was a huge proponent of, of that, of setting a winning culture, resetting expectations. Those expectations are even higher now. Like, it is not just playoffs or bust. I think we can get back into the World Series or bust territory, and that's not even knowing any of the roster moves that are coming down. We, we know Marcus Stroman is going to be gone, you know, opting out of the contract. We know Kyle Hendricks and Jan Gomes are back. You know, their, their options were picked up by the team. But Cody Bellinger is out there. Shohei Otani is out there. I I believe that the Cubs were seri- are serious about bringing Bellinger back. I believe that they're absolutely going to do everything they can to kick the tires on Shohei Otani. Why not? They need left-handed power. They have an opening at DH. They have an opening in the rotation in 2025 when he pitches again and beyond. I think it made a lot of sense. I, I definitely felt like they were going to be in that. Now I feel even more strongly that they're going to be in the Bellinger or Shohei races because why not? Like they are... Their chips are all in, and, and not all in just on 2024. Like, they're not going to mortgage the future, per se, but I think they're all in in the sense that, like, 2024 is a huge year. They 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 not only want to contend for a wildcard spot, but they want to contend for the division. They want to contend for World Series. They believe that Council gets them there. I think we're going to see roster moves this winter that fall in line with that. This, this is aggressive. This is win-now mode for, for this team, and I think that it was – um, it's, it's just a bold move in all of those senses, a surprising move. But but absolutely, like this Cubs offseason just got a whole lot more interesting. Yeah, I think from Council's seat, like obviously, what he he's coming here to win. He's not leaving. Yeah, a, yeah. He's not leaving a place where he's done all the winning. He hasn't been one of the winningest managers since he took over there uh, eight almost nine years ago. He's not doing that to not win. He wants to win, obviously. Yep. Um, and I think as you talk about you know the players you just mentioned, like there's also We've heard rumblings for rumors on the trade market about potential people that the Cubs could target. So, yeah, I think it's all around. It's it's the free agency is about to open, and and uh, who could they potentially target? Who Who's out there uh, to maybe start, you know, tapping into the depth in your farm system and really making the push this winter to set yourself up to win next year? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, just going back to the fact that, like, this wasn't just a manager, right? Like, before Joe Manning came here, he was a manager. David Ross was like a friend of Jed Hoyer's and like a guy that had he had formed, you know, a decade long relationship with. Plus, they, you know, they potentially, you know, knew each other or whatever a bit in the game before that. But like working in the same organization for nine, 10 years now. So it's it's crazy in some senses to think about it like that. But that's how badly the Cubs clearly wanted Craig Council and how badly they feel like Council will take them over the top and to the next um, the next step that they want to take in this organization. So, yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, it, it is a win-now move. Uh, really, really curious to see what the rest of the offseason holds for this team now on the trademark and free agency, whatever else. So that'll do it for this Cubs Weekly Podcast here. As always, we are sponsored by Wintrust. Don't forget to go to the Marquee Sports Network app and check us out in video form on there or YouTube. For Tim, I'm Tony. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see what else the Cubs have in store for us this offseason.